Welcome to a new year of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. And I am your amateur. And I'm your professional. And thank you for joining us. Uh, we were off for the holidays, but now we are back. And uh, as any, you know, good sh- you know, season should do, we, l- we ended season one on a cliffhanger of getting through these uh, <laughs> user-submitted hypotheticals. And we're going to pick up right where we left off. Deal. So, uh, Chris, do you want to read the next one? Sure. Uh, from Jay Marmot. Yes. A good friend. Hypothetical double is Fred Flintstone or George Jetson. Go. Um, Fred Flintstone or George Jetson. I am going to say Fred Flintstone. Okay. Why? Would be my partner. Um, I feel like Fred Flintstone is more physically capable than George Jetson. Absolutely. George Jetson lives in a very... Uh, um, he, he's like the thin version of the guys at the end of Wally, you know, in the third act of Wally on the yep. ship. Yep. So, you know, he's, he, he gets more exercise than that, but I don't think he would know what to do with trying to throw something. Mm-hmm. Whereas Fred Flintstone, uh, you know, that I think you just have to explain to him that this is not stone and just throw it. And I think he'd be fine. Okay. Okay. To me, it's That's my more of a, they're probably both going to suck. So would I rather talk to <laughs> which one of them would I rather talk to about their time in their place? Good point. And that's a toss up. Is it for you? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Jetson just for space reasons. Yeah. Cause I'll say like he's, yeah. you know, works at spacely sprockets. He, he knows all about it. Yeah. Isn't that so funny that in the show about this family in the future, he works for an American manufacturing firm <laughs> <laughs> that makes sprockets that makes a mechanical piece. <laughs> Hey, vital. No, it's not. Just... Well, they are for certain aspects. Like there, there's sprockets in space. You sure. Know, there's there's articulating, you know, mechanics in space. But uh, how much American manufacturing is going on of components like that? Minimal. Yeah, it's more realistic that Fred Flintstone worked at the rock quarry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tenfold. Yeah. Although the brontosaurus, like cranes i don't know if those were we're gonna be very good anyway you never all know. right you never know uh here's the next one ragnar lothbrock or william wallace this is still jay marmus uh i don't know either of them i so know william wallace is the guy from braveheart okay i don't know who ragnar lothbrock is but i haven't seen the movie braveheart in probably 20 years so if that's another character in that movie i'm sorry uh i'm gonna say william wallace just because he's the one that i know who he is i like I said, I'll, I'll own up and say I don't know either one. All right. But this next part, though, is Ooh, really interesting. Lothbrok was a Viking, so I pick him. I Googled it. Oh, okay. Okay, read this. Read you this might blurb. have won. All right. Uh, he also comments. says, not fair to place Bullseye and Hawkeye against each other in a who's better because they are different. They, then how do you? I, yeah. I'm going to. We'll, we'll come back to that. that. We'll come back to that. Bullseye will hit center with anything and everything. A rifle, paperclip, an arrow. Hawkeye shoots arrows and arrows only. We'll get to that, too. I believe Hawkeye <laughs> Would win based solely on having tech and assuming he knew who he would be facing. But I believe Bullseye to be a better doubles partner because he throws things. Can't shoot a disc from a bow. And we'll get to that too. <sighs> All right, Chris, what were you going to say to this? Uh, you can put them against each other because that's what superheroes are for. Is yeah, I think that's kind deciding of like, who's better. Yeah. Um, you can shoot a disc from a bow. I've he, seen Simon do it from a slingshot, so I'm sure someone could do it from a bow. 
Yeah, he's shot. Well, you've check seen out, me shoot a mini through a slingshot. Yeah, check out one of Simon's old trick shot videos. He got like a mini ace with a mini AVR on a yeah. mini basket from like 60 feet or something. Oh, now I carry a wrist rocket in my disc golf bag. To shoot minis. It's really fun. Yeah. So. Also to sh- try to shoot bouncy balls at discs that are stuck in trees, which kind of works. Um, yeah. But shooting a mini out of a wrist rocket is really fun. Make sure there is no one in front of you. <laughs> Yeah, it takes some practice. But like they were going pretty well, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, we get full flips. Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, so I'm sure he could figure out a way, yeah, to throw a disc with a. It yeah. wouldn't. I guess what he's saying is it wouldn't be a regulation throw. And I probably yeah, throwing that's probably true. Or, yeah. Um, but so of course, Bullseye's a better partner. You're right. There. But that that Hawkeye shoots arrows and arrows only. Um, I I'm gonna again cite Avengers: Age of Ultron. <laughs> Hawkeye the movie, um, yeah, right. Which uh, I hey, I liked the Hawkeye part in that movie. <laughs> I, I thought he was a compelling character. Um, and by the way, have you seen the trailer for Avengers Endgame? No. You need to see that and okay. tell me you don't like Hawkeye after that. I, it's not that I don't like him; it's that I like a lot of other people better. <laughs> yeah, like like murderous sociopaths. <laughs> He's brilliant. <laughs> but uh, it's very so in that movie. Uh, he he states that. You know, they ask, what are you doing in retirement? He says, uh, I tried golf. I played 18. I shot 18. So that's, <laughs> that's not an arrow. That's pretty good. Uh, that's also showing that he has the ability to hit target. They also show him playing darts, and it's just boring. Yeah, I think it shows his dartboard, and it's just the, the, the bullseye is completely worn out. So okay. uh, I think ability-wise, as far as – So bullseye is enhanced physically, and Hawkeye has more Bullseye tech. has an adamantium spine. Yep. Is it spine or skeleton? I just think spine? it's just a spine. Okay. I'm not sure, but I think it's just a spine. I think and the Hawkeye only one has with a full cool toys. Adamantium skeleton is Wolverine, Wolverine and maybe one of his villains. Okay. I don't know. Does X-23 have that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think there's still a toss-up, but Bullseye is just more I, relentless. Well, but I'm definitely going to put Hawkeye on my team. Even if That's we shoot, you're afraid of him. That's... Okay, even if we shoot 19 out of 18 holes, <laughs> we're still doing pretty well in the tournament. But you're losing to me, and, and I'm not going to get murdered. But if you beat Bullseye, you're dead. Like I no, because just... I've got Hawkeye to protect me. No, but he can't. We decided. He, that. No, no, we no. You decided <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, line in the sand. <sighs> Somebody write in and settle this for us. All right, next one. keep getting different opinions on it. They're (laughs) close. This is from uh, Derek Brettley. I think he's new to writing into the show, so thank you for writing in. Uh, Gentlemen. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Formality. Yeah. I have two sets of hypothetical doubles partners for you to discuss. Alex the Lion or the old lady who beat him up in Union Station from the movie Madagascar. All right, we'll do this one first. Uh, I don't think I've seen Madagascar. I think I so I'm saw gonna go with the old lady once. because she beat up a lion, and that's pretty cool. I'm gonna go with the lion just for the sake of being different. But this is not a movie that I'm, I'm like <laughs> I'm not familiar with. No, it. and it's not honestly a sh- like my kids have watched little bits of it, and they didn't like it, and I didn't really like it. So yeah, I don't know, but I definitely do not remember this scene. I know what the lion looks like. He's cute. Uh, and the next one is Timon and Pumbaa. That's a movie I'm familiar with. Which one's which? Pumbaa's the warthog. Timon is the okay. groundhog. Okay. Or is he a groundhog? I'm uh, no, I think he's like a meerkat. Yes, meerkat. Thank you. Uh, Timon. What? I'll tell you why. Go. He has something resembling hands. Pumbaa. He's a great singer. But Pumbaa's great. I, I I would if it's like who would you rather go like you know on a road trip with Pumbaa? Okay. Except for the defecation. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, he's very flatulent. Okay. Who would you rather like enjoy a conversation with? Probably Pumbaa. Oh man, we are for so about backwards. fifteen. Minutes. I'd rather talk to Timon. Really, he's more of an intellectual. Okay, and yes, he has hands, but he also weighs like twelve grams. That's true, but he so can he show, can't even pick bro, the like, disc up off the ground. That's true. Pumbaa could just even like, like hook it on a tusk stuff. and spin in a circle. Yeah, right? and he's funny, and he'll sing the whole time. So a Timon, wouldn't he? Didn't he sing mm, a little bit? Pumbaa's the real star of the show, though. I don't know about that. All right, agree. Timon's, Timon's more like the voice of reason to me. Okay. Pumbaa's like, I'm gonna do what I want. All right, all right. Uh, Derek uh, concludes by saying, "Thanks for the show. I enjoy my weekly dose of disc golf and movie <laughs> discussion. I love that drifting. Maybe Derek drifting. From Kansas City. <laughs> we should do like a whole episode of just me talking about movies. Oh, I would. I would have to go watch uh, so many. I saw." Once upon a Deadpool. Oh, it's fun. Okay, it's it's Deadpool too, but a PG thirteen cut. So they the just interstitials. Pull scenes, uh, or did they stitch it. They um they just re edit stuff. Okay, and so they cut out language like there's a scene where Deadpool gets shot through the hand and then he like puts his hand over the gun and they take out the blood of that so they don't show like the oh, gory okay. part. So um, it, it's good. It's and I honestly I like that this exists because. Uh, I'm all for making, you know, it doesn't change the fact that Deadpool 2 exists, but it mm-hmm. also opens it up to a different audience. Yeah. And the interstitial stuff of the Princess Bride theme with Fred Savage is very funny. Okay. Yeah. So. I, I know Joke saw the trailer for that, and I had to call my friend who has a movie show and be like, is this a real movie that's coming out? Or yeah. was this just a brilliant trailer that's really funny? I think what it was is Fox pushed a release date on another movie. And so they had a slot they could fill. Oh, and okay. I've read a little bit about it. And, uh, the speculation is that it seemed like a very easy cash grab for Fox. Cause it's like, Hey, we can release this incredibly popular movie. We release it in the theaters with a PG 13 rating, yep. which is going to bring in a different audience. Yep. And, and some of the other, and audience. it's going to cost us like a hundred thousand dollars to reedit the thing. Yeah. Or, or, you know, some pit- pittance really. Yep. And they, Gave some money to charity too, which is nice. Oh, so that gives cool. them a write off. And so it was good. But also, it was a way to see, like, hey, can a PG 13 Deadpool kind of work? Can, Should could we do Deadpool this? work in an Avengers movie? Because now Disney is going to own Fox. So, and they that character is so successful, they're not going to get rid of that character. Oh, I can't that wait to see Deadpool interact. Yeah. So, could, could Deadpool and Thor be on screen together? And oh, after God. watching Once Upon a Deadpool, I would say, yeah, they could. Deadpool movies shouldn't be PG 13. Yeah, they need to be Deadpool. I think so. Uh, but he could come into other movies and be, um, you okay. know, and they, they, they were, yeah, it was uh, clever enough. Okay. I, I thought it was cool. Fun. Good to know. Uh, so that's that's it for movie podcast. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Thanks, Derek, for writing in. <clears throat> Next one. From Dean. Uh, hey, guys. Hope you're having fun in the snow and staying warm. Uh, one of those is true. Here's a hypothetical. Would you rather? Oh, this is a big one. Would you rather own and manage a successful disc golf company, e.g., Innova, Dynamic Disc, etc., and not get to play disc golf other than a few NTs where you never place in the top twenty, or would you rather play for a no disc Sorry, golf? Sorry, what's an NT again? National Tour, the okay. big big events. Um, I'd rather play for a no disc golf company. Is that like an unknown or like not sponsored? Uh, I don't know. But always find yourself in the top ten in all tournaments you compete in. Thanks for all you do. If you guys want to play around, I would love to get a round in with you guys. I paraphrase that, but 
That'd Sweet. be awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, if you're around here, Dean, we'd love that. Um, um, that was cool. Okay, so own and manage a big D- DG company, but not get to play very much or play a ton and not be associated with the company. I had this thought the other day, actually. Uh, I, I'm in. I'm on Dynamics mailing list, and I'm on a couple of these companies mailing like just their email mm-hmm. list. You know, when promotions come out. Yeah. Dynamics sent out their like thank you letter. Annual from, letter. Yeah. Yeah. And I read that and I thought, uh, I am glad that this company exists and I have no interest in running it. I have no interest in owning it. I have no interest in doing that. I'm just glad that it exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, because I have, I have no affiliation with Dynamic other than they sometimes give us stuff to give you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do like throwing their discs, but I have no like relationship personally with that company at all. But I like their products. But also, they seem like a good company. Um, I would say the same thing about any of our other companies. Like, but uh, they, uh, I have no interest in owning a disc golf company. To me, that seems like, um, and maybe you know, if you would have talked to me a few years ago, I would have felt differently about this. Like, I thought it would have been fun to own a little ski company, like make a little boutique ski company, and you know, just get some skis manufactured overseas, and you know. Um, and now that I'm a little bit older and own a different company and, uh, it just seems like way more than I would want to do at this stage in my life. So fair. Uh, also the being sponsored by another company and finding yourself in the top 10 of tournaments you compete in. I don't feel like I could do that right now either, but (laughs) because my schedule just would not allow, but because this is a hypothetical, I have to pick one or the other. So this one's hard. Uh, they're both good choices. I'm going to say own the company because I just feel like. Yeah, I, I feel like that's more you. Yeah, that's more me than 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 being on the tour. Yeah. Being on the tour would not fit my lifestyle. Yeah, and I'm totally cool with buying a van and living by the river. Yeah, and I don't care if I pay any NT, play any NTs at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you meant play for another disc golf company or be unsponsored disc golf. I don't know what that means, but okay. uh, I would rather play a lot. And win a lot, apparently, than own a company. No, that makes sense for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a competitor than a manager. Yeah, like, and I'm probably more the opposite of that one. Like, I love playing sports. I love coaching sports, but I don't want to go past coaching. I don't want to manage. I don't want a business. I don't I don't yeah. do that side of things. And I guess to kind of circle back to my, like, I have no interest in running that company. Dynamic, I think, this is just based on Dynamic and that little year-end letter. Um, they seem like they're doing just great. And that they're managed well, and that they're doing what they should be doing, and I so I don't feel like there's a, there would be any need for me to be there. Does that make sense? Yeah, but it, I don't, it's a hypothetical. It's not. No, it's a hypothetical. Do you so want saying, Jeremy Rusko's job? So that's why I was saying like I don't want that. But given the two, I would definitely yeah run one of those companies, like run a big company. Yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, would come out with a lot more um sarcastic stamps probably and disc names and right? things like that. A friend of mine who I actually met in college, in undergrad college, um, is now friends with one of my best disc golfer friends, and he wants to start a disc company where the discs just are a certain color for a certain disc, and that's their name. So what'd you throw there? Red. I want to throw the red. And it's brilliant. So if somebody does that, give credit to Branson Williams. I like that. So like... Your distance driver is purple. Yeah, and that's the distance driver. Yeah, it's your purple. your overstable approach driver yep. is. So maybe drivers like white. 
drivers are all hues of red. Maybe mid-ranges are blues. I don't know. Yeah. But there are like, you know, 10 or 12 total colors, and that's it. Huh. It's like a box of crayons. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, I like that. That is an interesting concept. What'd you throw? Blue? But, but, but what disc was it? Blue? And that conversation would never get old. Yeah. I threw a blue. A blue. Yeah, I see that it's yeah. blue, but what did you throw? It's a 174 blue. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah. That's my, it's my season blue. Yeah. It's like kind of a, a worn out blue. Yeah. So the blue, the... <laughs> The new royal blue is kind of like a mix between sky blue and teal. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind of like fits that. in that, like that. You know, it flies in that, <laughs> uh, in that, 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 that slot. It fills that slot that was missing. <laughs> so oh. should I throw a, a fuchsia or an indigo? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Is there a tailwind? Yeah. <laughs> <What's>... <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, I'll tell you where that would be problematic. Never for anywhere. The small percentage of the population that are colorblind. Well, they just don't throw a certain part of them. Fair enough. Sorry. I have a friend who's colorblind, sorry, and friends. we were playing Phase Ten. Oh no! <laughs> it was the best. He was like, "Boom!" and laid them out, and we looked <laughs> like, at because it was like the seven of one color or whatever. Not. And we looked quite. at it, and we we're like, uh, "What? What? Like what are you doing?" Half. <laughs> oh, it was just. It was like mangled. <laughs> There were colors that aren't in phase 10. You know, like he had like sparkle shine and like. <laughs> he took out a Sharpie. Yeah, yeah. There were different colors. There were, there were colors that didn't <laughs> exist on the spectrum that were in his hand. And uh, we go, no, that's not, that's not right. And he's looking at him. He goes, no, he, he, he was so mad. And he didn't believe us that we were lying to him. He thought we were lying to oh, him. But no. Uh, it was really funny. That's sad. But I mean, funny. it'd be like playing with my like my two year old, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I did this." It's yeah. Like, well, no, you didn't. But that's great. Well, good effort. Good job. Yep. Except for this is you know an adult. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> that's so but really, funny. why would you agree to play phase ten if you're colorblind? Like you have well, to know you're you a strong know, disadvantage. A lot of it you can do the numbers, you know. But uh, it was just so funny. I mean, oh. playing cards, you've got the suit, so yeah, that's different. Suits cleared up. But phase ten was just it cracked me up. It's like it would be like Uno. You just you can't know. No. Now, and I think he could tell some of them apart, like different yeah. shades, because they were just different shades of gray. Yeah. But I don't know if it was just I've the lighting that we were, but they like. all looked the same for him. And it was really, really funny. Man. Okay. Anyway. Uh, that was a good question, Dean. Thank you so much. And let's play. Um, yes, definitely. Uh, JT O'Brien. This is from him. All right. Uh, would you rather have every shot max D? I'm guessing that's... Wait. No, you skipped a word. Would you rather have every shot but max D is only 290? Oh, okay. So, like, you can throw any shape. You have thumber, tomahawk, rollers, rollers, flex, turnover, everything. But your max D can only throw 290. Okay. Or can only throw straight and low, but can throw 700. Uh, okay. I know I know how I feel on this one. What, would you, what do you say? I say the practical answer of anybody who wants to score is the first one yeah but me being me i definitely picked the second one <laughs> a straight low shot for 700 feet would never stop amusing me and it would be the coolest party trick to have uh that i is, would just have to work on longer putts that is true like you would have um i mean paul Macbeth. my two cents on this is one of the best disc golfers because he has a 450 foot laser shot with low ceiling yeah nobody else throws it Right, they can people can throw farther. 
people can throw straight, but not that far. He's just got this low laser shot that nobody else does, and so it's amazing. Sneak up a fairway. But if I could do 700 feet of that. Yeah, then you're overshooting you know, just about I'm, every hole. I'm throwing a putter on every hole. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, if you get really good at putting from, like, a. However far you know, off of the straight line that basket off. is, yeah. <laughs> like a nice dog leg. Yeah. Um, that would that would be incredibly cool. And that would be something that, like, would make a great YouTube video. Yeah, and if you can only throw straight, you're never missing your line in the trees. Like, you just pick it, and you know you're going to go that far until That's you true. hit something. You're just never going to be able to flex around something. Yeah. But I'm not great at that anyway. So any dog leg hole is just like a two-shot hole, which so is okay. I, I guess this is – is this assuming that uh, – Physics go out the window too, right? Like the disc is going to go yeah, straight. Yeah, disc stays straight. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. That actually sounds incredibly fun. Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. And I think I'm, I am I think that's what I would, that would be way more fun, definitely. Mm-hmm. But uh, my max distance is only around 293, like somewhere in that range anyway, give or take. And uh, that's, I don't have all those other shots. So that would be really handy. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, okay. Uh, then he goes on. Also, an idea for the intro. I think it would be humorous. Instead of music or at uh, or added or after, have the chains of a successful putt sound for pro and ha- hitting the cage down for an amp. <laughs> I don't always hit the cage, and I don't always make it. Yeah. Sometimes I outputt Chris. Uh, uh, yeah, not, that's happened. Not always, but that's it's happened. happened. Uh, I do like that idea, though. Yeah. Uh, but that would require us going out with equipment and actually like recording in the field. And as you can tell, it's pretty hard for us to get together in the studio sometimes and record. But I do like that. Yeah. Your submission. We could find uh, sound clips. It wouldn't solve the um, computer problem that I'm having right now of being able to put things in. So, uh, but I like it. Okay. Thanks for the podcast. Been listening since the second episode. Woo. Woo. Go back and listen to that first. Yeah, almost OG. <laughs> and look forward to them every week. Thank you so much, JT O'Brien. That is awesome. Um, let's do Let's do a couple more. Okay. Next one is from DLR Stuff. 1318? Yeah. Uh, who would you rather play around against? Frankenberry or Booberry? Also, who would you want on your doubles team? They sound like children's villains to me. I don't know who they are. It's because you're a vegan. Um, these might be vegan. I'm, I'm sure they're not. They're uh, foods? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's the best question. <laughs> um, I mean, so, Berry, I could have guessed. Yeah, Frankenberry and Booberry are... Um, they, along with Count Chocula, <gasps> are cereal. the Halloween cereals. Okay, I know Chocula. Yeah. So, um, and I, I can't vote that. I got a story about Booberry. Both of them. I had Booberry once wait. at my cousin's house, and I was like eighteen. I was visiting my cousin, and okay. I had Booberry in the cupboard. And I thought, this is the most delicious cereal I've ever had in my entire life. And the next year, when it came around, I bought like a ton of it. And it's awful. Oh. So I don't know what was going on, if that was just a special good batch or they changed the recipe, or I just, you know, was high and didn't realize it, even though I've never done drugs. <laughs> but uh, they're not very good. I was going to ask if they're as elusive as Count Chocula, because I have a friend in Alabama. Yeah, even more so. Who every year, that he doesn't get them, so he pays people to find them and mail them to him. They don't sell Count Chocula in Alabama? Not in Huntsville. He can never find it. Uh, you know what? I wonder if that is a um uh like a Christian thing because it's a it's a demon, like it's a vampire. Oh, I don't know. I wonder if that's part of it because it's Huntsville is pretty Bible belty. Could be. Uh if they sell Harry Potter stuff in the stores, then that is not the case. <laughs> then you can have Chuck. But if they don't sell any Harry Potter stuff, okay. Then that may be why. Clever. I don't know. Uh 
Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, I can't answer this because I don't know anything about them. Uh, so Frankenberry is Frankenstein's monster, but pink because he's strawberry flavored. Cute. Booberry is a ghost that's got a blue hue to it because it's blueberry flavored, supposedly. Okay. Um, and it was delicious once. Um, <laughs> How many times has Frankenberry been delicious? Never to me. So um, there you go. So yeah, but I would choose, if I'm going to play against someone, I am going to say I'm going to play against... I think I'd go against Booberry. Why? Because Frankenstein is bigger than how I'm picturing this cute little blue ghost. He is. He's a pretty cute Frankenstein's monster, though. Okay. Um, I would play against Frankenberry. And I'll tell is you that why. Because he's Frankenstein. He's uh, not coordinated. Yeah, he's just he's he's not gonna. I mean, as long as 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 he doesn't think that I'm a boat and can float in the water and just <laughs> tosses me in, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. And I I don't smoke, but I would keep a Zippo just in case. Like he started getting out of hand, just hold mm. up some fire. Um, that was actually a pretty good sound. Oh, thank you. That was not a sound clip. Uh, and I would uh, probably have Booberry on my team for the same reason. Okay. So it's but a, although I, I mean he's he's not corporal. It's so a social gonna, decision. He's not going to be able to throw anything, so he's going to be completely useless. <laughs> <laughs> huh. He could he could not be useless. I'm thinking of plenty of ghosts that can interact with matter. Name one. Boo from the Mario universe. In Mario Party games. I guess he can kill you. Yeah, he can touch you, and that's bad. Mm-hmm. But don't they turn non-corporal at times? They can choose. Yeah, they can go through stuff. Okay. All right. All right. You know, if I'm gonna have a ghost on my team, you know who it is, right? I should. I don't. Patrick Swayze from Ghost. Oh. <laughs> you know why? Because then I could talk to Patrick Swayze about Roadhouse. Or not Road, Roadhouse. Yep. Yep. Of course. And hear everything about Dalton Wilcox That's and what went into making that character. Not Dalton Wilcox. Dalton. Uh, Dalton Wilcox is a different character. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, but anyway. All right. Pick your serial battles wisely. Okay. This one's from Hunter. Old friend of the show. Uh, what would you say the difference in flight patterns? This is not. It's not hypothetical. We'll do that next. We'll one. do that. Yeah, we'll get you back, Hunter. Um, this one, Garrett Colwell. This is one of the best ones I've heard. Okay, is Garrett the one who won the that was on the show? I don't know. I wasn't here. I was. It was Garrett, right? I think it was Garrett. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for writing. Uh, would you rather lose your favorite? I'm terrible with names, last names. Like in putting everything together, and his picture is just a letter G, so it doesn't really help me. Would you rather lose your favorite three discs in the next round? Oh, I read this one before. Yeah, yeah, this is a good one. But be guaranteed not to lose another disc for five years, or be guaranteed not to lose your favorite three discs for five years, but lose 15 to 20 discs a year for the next five years. Uh, that's such a hard question. I think I've got it figured out, though. I think for me, it's yeah. Okay, go. I'm thinking. Uh, for me, I would rather keep my favorite discs and and lose other discs. So I have a lot of discs that I don't use, and I don't like to play with that much. But when I'm, I'm really only I I bag discs because there's utility discs. So there's things that like okay, you know, this one does a little bit different or. I'm, oh, I'm more okay throwing this one at the river mm-hmm. than the other one. Um, 
but there's a handful of discs, and we've talked about this in my bag, small handful, that I would be very sad to lose. One of one that's popping into my head right now is a very light Pharaoh that mm-hmm. I picked up that I don't think they make anymore. Like it was a Ooh. kind of a proto something run, and I don't think I could find that disc again. Yep. That's tough. Uh, so I would not want to lose that. So that would be me. But losing 20 a year for five years. That's a years, lot. That's a lot of discs. That's painful. But you have a lot of discs. Still. Just, I mean, I yeah, it's a little bit easier for me to say I would rather keep my favorites. Uh, similar kind of reason. And even as I'm thinking about this, I've like I said, I read this weeks ago. And I've just been puzzled. Because there's only one disc in my bag. One and a half that I would fight for. Like the rest are then, then good good runs of good discs, but then I think about that one and I can't lose it. Yeah, then that's uneasy for you. Yeah, yeah, but it's still like I could I could let go of one disc and then never lose anymore because that's the only one I'm like super attached to. And I don't even throw it when I travel because at low elevation it's useless. Okay, so it's just it's sentimental almost. It's been in the bag for two years or whenever since the EMAC came out. Um, but that's the only one that I always carry that I would be really distraught over losing. Yeah, this gets pretty poetic. Like It does. And almost biblical, if you go into it enough. Um, like, do you leave the many to go after the one? Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah for, but there are discs in my car right now that if I never saw again, I wouldn't notice. You know what I mean? Like, I own discs that I throw in the field and that's it. Yeah. And, and I know you've got boxes full yep. of those. Um, so I would much rather go through a hundred discs that I don't really care about other than mm-hmm. otherwise, th- I mean, that's some money, but, uh, then the few that work really, really well. For yeah. Me. Yeah. And I'll go, I'll go one step farther and say, I'll keep my favorites. And in the 20 I'm losing every year, I'm going to bend, bend the wording here and say that most of those are intentionally forgotten. As like a find it, keep it as oh, a Oh, no, gift. that's not the case, Chris. He doesn't say. Okay. It says lose 15 to 20, and I would lose them. Yeah, I'll keep favorites. I, uh... That's a hard question, though. Yeah, Great job. that is hard. I, I lost my putter recently. That's always the... Oh. My Batman putter. Yeah, I my sweet My sweet wife. So I came home, and I told her, like, oh, I lost my putter. It was black on black. And she's like, okay. You've got like a million discs, and she doesn't get it, yeah. of course. No. And uh, and I was like, well, no, those are really rare to find black on black. And she's like, ah, rare. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, I get it. It's ridiculous. Okay. But like, you don't find those. And so on Christmas morning, I open up a box, and it's, uh, I think it was a voodoo that with a black on it. And I was, and it's not a disc that I throw. Mm-hmm. I've never thrown one ever. And I still haven't thrown this one because I haven't been out to play since Christmas. Um but it's black. I was like, oh, where'd you, how'd you find this? You know, she's like, oh, I spray painted it. <laughs> oh. So she bought me a black disc and she spray painted it. Isn't that sweet? That's amazing. That's so cute. Yeah. It's very, very thoughtful That's and very, so very sweet. She so, fixed it for you. As best as she knew how. <laughs> That's awesah. Yeah. And it's, it's so fun. So, uh, that's a, that's a fun disc. Okay. Part two. All right. Uh, who would you rather have as a doubles partner in a NFL quarterback, a major league pitcher or a NBA all-star? I think we're probably gonna have the same answer here. I hope so. Pitcher, pitcher. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, I think a pitcher has a stronger shoulder than a quarterback. Well, and especially if it's somebody who can throw a nice sidearm. Yeah, sidearm and thumber. Yeah, and he'll be better than me in a month. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you have a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, you're throwing farther than... Well, and you also have worked on accuracy. And, yeah. And throwing a football, I mean, you're, you're strong, you've got a good arm, but it's a very different mechanic. A uh, thumber throw is a pretty similar, and turbo putting is pretty similar. I could see a quarterback being pretty good, too. Basketball players would be There's none. essentially garbage. Well, I mean, they're athletes, and, they can, and they're competitive, and they'll pick yeah. it up if they want to, but... And they're bigger. They're yeah. probably stronger. Yeah, and they I mean they're coordinated, so that's yeah. not gonna I'd, hurt I'd them. I'd probably rank them MLB, NFL, NBA. That's that's what I would say too. Yeah. Just for um, shoulder. But I I think any of these guys are gonna be better than me two rounds in. Yeah. They are all very athletic. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh all yeah, all star NBA play. Because I'll say like if it's like the, you know <laughs> the third string center for Yeah, if it's the dude the, who's like the Hornets his knees are bigger than his head and he's, you know, eight and a half feet tall. And that's why he's in the league. Like, has like he ever Greg, played? No. Just to make an old reference to the jazz, Greg Ostertag, probably not going to be a great disc you know, golfer. I don't think he was as bad as I thought he was. No, he wasn't like he, he played on some really competitive teams yeah. and he won conference titles yeah. with that team. But he's homeboy had a tattoo of Fred Flintstone slam dunking. Did he really? Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> Look up Greg Ostertag tattoo on Google. I'm going to do it right now. And uh, that's enough to go like, all right, this is not um, this is not a person to be taken seriously. That's amazing. It? I will, yeah. All right, I'll read the next one while you're looking that up. Um, and I think this is going to wrap it up for us. Um, Dennis Colbeck TMT? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Not sure. TMNT. Yeah. He's no, not just dunking. TMT. He's just happy. Oh, he's not dunking. You're right. He just is George, Fred Flintstone with a basketball. He's just happy. Also, that tattoo looks like it was done by a seven-year-old. And maybe it was. You don't know. Tattoos have stories. He also has Texas on his arm. He's probably from there, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't know. Or he played college there. I don't know. Um, Interesting. That being said, if I'm playing... Uh, a pickup game somewhere and Greg Ostertag is there. I want him on my team. Yeah. He's even what, Greg Ostertag today. He's probably like, he might you know. be playing in the legends. I know he did. Okay. It's like an old man league. Yeah. And like he could play basketball, but homeboy has a tattoo of Fred Flintstone with a basketball. Hey, you picked calf. Fred Flintstone. Now you can't mock him. Oh, but I'm not going to get him tattooed on. Me. I'm not going to get anything tattooed on me, but, but you can't hold it against him because you picked Fred Flintstone today. No, I can hold it against him. Yeah. Disagree. No, Sorry, you can't take someone with a Fred Flintstone tattoo seriously. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and, and this is in the era when tattoos stood out. Yeah, we're, we're still kind of unique. Yeah, like it was not every – Dennis Rodman was the only guy on the court with significant tattoos. Yeah. Like maybe some guy, somebody had like something on their shoulder. Yeah, and it's not it's not like a big feature piece. It's like – the size of your palm like it's a little yeah and cute. this dude's massive yeah that's kind of weird it's weird it looks like and it and it's it looks like a prison tattoo what if he did it for his kid what if one of his kids was like dad i really want this and he went and did it and it was super cute and parental and his kids have got to be younger than me what of those kids is watching the flintstones <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> did you watch the flintstones growing up a little bit Okay, you're probably about the age of Craig, Greg Ostertag's kids, would be my guess. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Uh, I watched the Flintstones, 
but was never like into them enough that I wanted my dad to tattoo Fred Flintstone <laughs> on his leg. I'm just grasping at straws, right? The the answer is you just can't have Greg Ostertag on your team because yep, yeah, for distal unless we're playing basketball. If we're playing basketball, yes. I mean, if it's a choice between him or I don't know Dennis Rodman, not Dennis Rodman. Sorry, uh, um, the Admiral. What was his name? David Robinson. Oh, okay. I'm gonna pick David Robinson. Yeah. yeah, David's a good player. Yeah. So, but that being said. Dude won some some conference titles and went to the finals a couple times and yeah yeah solid for sure all right and you know he got to play in Utah big lurpy white guy that's where you're supposed to play <laughs> all right from Dennis Colbeck TMT let's just call him Dennis Colbeck TMT what is the TMT anyway all right I don't know uh, he said he has a Samsung Galaxy we shouldn't even read his question it's an S nine plus <laughs> is that what you have I have an S seven oh. I'm from the past nice. All right. Would you rather play wearing someone else's glasses Ooh. or with only one eye open? Did we do this one last time? I don't think so. Okay. Wearing someone else's glasses or with only one eye open. Thanks. Um. So Chris does not wear glasses. I, I have do. contacts in. Oh, you do wear have contacts. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. And I play with glasses when I run out of contacts. Okay. Um. I've. So we both are wear glasses. I've had vision trouble like my whole life. And not being able to see gives me headaches. So somebody else's glasses, I probably wouldn't make it through a round because I would just have a headache and be miserable. So I would say one eye open uh, and just be really bad at putting because without depth perception. Yeah, it should affect your putting, I would imagine. Yeah, I think I'd be able to throw okay. I did play blindfolded and we did, yeah, okay. Like the direction was mostly right. So I feel like with one eye open, I could throw fine. Yeah, you'd be fine. Just putting would be worse than usual. Um, so I wear glasses. I have a very slight astigmatism. And so I'm actually 20-20 without my glasses. Ooh. But I just see a little shadow image of everything without them. And I see the world clear with my glasses, so I prefer to wear them. Uh, you know, But like when I'm skiing, I don't wear glasses under mm-hmm. my goggles. I don't wear – I just wear regular sunglasses when I'm driving um, or – playing disc golf and anytime i'm wearing sunglasses they're not prescription so um wearing someone else's glasses that were as weak of a prescription as mine you'd be fine probably but it would be annoying yeah and it i don't i wouldn't like it playing with one eye the problem for me would be doing this all day i'm just like winking yeah, I was thinking I'd wear like an eye patch. Yeah, if I could wear an eye patch, definitely that. But if I have to do this you the whole time, closed. and if I open it, then I'm disqualified, oh. then it's going to be somebody else's glasses. Even when you're holding an eye closed, you blink. Like, yeah. It will open. Well, it's hard. Like To, to wink for very long is hard. Um, do you ever do the pirate trick? Like if you go to the bathroom at night and you turn on the lights, like you'll cover one eye or try oh, to close yeah. one eye? Every time I get up. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah. One, one with light and then you get back in the dark yeah. and you can see fine. You know, that's why pirates wore eye patches, right? I believe it. I probably heard that. Yeah. So because when they would raid a ship and they'd have to go under deck, it was always dark. So they take just it flip off the That's flip the brilliant. patch over. Brilliant. Yeah. Pirates are smart. Yeah. That and they were drunk all the time and losing eyes. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hook fights where they lose eyeballs. Hence the eye patch. That's the real story. <laughs> the parrots were pecking them out. Oh. <laughs> They're attack parrots. <sighs> Movie opportunity. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We still have more of these. So uh, you're going to get another Heiser Thetical episode. Maybe we'll take a break. And yeah, it could be a half and a half. 
<coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we do. A few. We, have, we have a lost disc. We have a discussion. We can, yeah, we can mix. Um, but uh, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for writing in. Um, it's overwhelming to me that people like the show and care about the show and uh, enjoy it. That's yeah. that's incredibly overwhelming and sad, like in a positive way. It's very, uh, it's great to know. And it's and, flattering. Yeah, it is. And if we can, you know, make your commute a little bit better or brighten your day a little bit with some, uh, you know, discussion of movies and occasional disc golf, then uh, <laughs> mission accomplished. We are slowly drifting. Yeah. So uh, this is the first episode of our second season, which basically means that iTunes has an option to put podcasts in seasons now. Oh, cool. Season so, two. Yeah. So we've been season one before. Boom. Now we're season two. Uh, simply because we've started a new year. So it's almost been a whole year since we've been recording. Yeah, wow. Um, Like 49 weeks? I think it was the end of January. I think so. Yeah, probably. We've missed a handful of weeks here and there. but Still um, pretty good. Yeah. So pretty cool. And for those of you that have stuck with us, thank you for spending a year with us. So Late. Happy holidays. Yeah. And uh, spend 2019 with us as well. Um, And uh, if you want to write into the show, proamdiscgolf at gmail.com. Yep. Facebook.com says Prom Disc Golf. Uh, we're on Instagram. Yep. Uh, we've pretty much abandoned Twitter. Yeah. So I, I've done that a few times. If you put something on Twitter, then uh, tell us via email, Facebook, or Instagram, yeah. and then we'll go look at it. Uh, but those those three are yeah. where we're at. Yeah. Um, and until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers.